Welcome to Into the Yes. I'm Marissa Fay, a functional nutritionist and holistic wellness practitioner. And I'm Jen Nickel, a movement witch and intuitive Reiki master. You are in the right place if you're ready to question society's wellness standards and prepared to be inspired to make changes that are right for you. Join us as we get into the yes. Let's go. Welcome back to Into the Yes. I am Marissa Fay. I am a women's hormone and gut health specialist, and I use natural methods to help women heal and reverse all kinds of symptoms and health issues going on. I am joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Jen Nickel. Jen, tell them who you are. Hi, I'm Jen Nickel. I'm a movement specialist, and I help women support their bodies through movement and support all those things Marissa just talked about. Totally. We are like, we are like the same coin, just different sides of the coin. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So today we are going to talk about the power of your mind. Mind powers. Mind powers. When I say that, I I like see like, like beams come out of my head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good visual. I like that. So when I say the power of your mind, what do you think of Jen? I immediately go to a cartoon. I'm just like, that's my, <laughs> that's my inside. I think of um, mega mind. Anyone who had kids around my kid's age, there was a video, there was a, um, a cartoon called mega mind. I think his name was, he had a big head. I have never heard of this. <laughs> okay. Off the topic, but that's immediately what comes into my childlike brain. But mind and mindfulness like this is these are buzzwords this is a big deal i think it's a much bigger deal than what we give it credit for or what we realize the effects of our mind are or able or capable of yeah without a doubt and you know i want to give some context to where we're coming from in talking about this and both of us have had experiences having discussions like the one I'm about to describe, but this past week I had a client who, um, you know, came into her one-on-one session and shared all these things that have been going better for her, all these symptoms that have improved, you know, her energy is up, her digestion is up, her bloating is down, her periods are normalizing, all of these great things are happening. And yet there was a piece of her that was skeptical, Mm. a piece of her that really felt like, okay, maybe it's happening now, but is it going to keep happening? And will I keep getting better? Or is this just like all the other things I've tried where like, maybe I notice a change for a short term, or I notice a change because I'm being like really, 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 really strict, which she's not being super duper duper strict with what we're doing right now. I just want to say that, but like Mm -hmm. in the past, right. She's had success from being like extreme. Right. Mm -hmm. But as soon as she's not being extreme, things come back. Right. And sometimes she felt worse even. Okay. So we had a conversation then about like, well, why, why is she having that thought come up? And it really got into this aspect of healing that I think doesn't get spoken about enough. And it's something that you and I both touch on and teach in what we do, which is like, Truly, your mind is so powerful. It is so powerful that if you believe and entertain in any major way, the belief that something is not going to work, that the benefits are not going to last, that you're not going to feel better, that you're not going to heal, that you have a health issue that just, it would be impossible to naturally, right, feel better from, then it is likely that it will not happen. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is that we forget is that our thoughts have energy. Because mm-hmm. our thoughts create a pattern, releases a chemical, right? Because first you have a thought, then you have a, an emotion behind it. That emotion carries an energy with it and it lands somewhere in the body. So if if the thought and that thought to me, the emotion attached to that is fear, a fear that it won't work because in the past there's been letdown. There's That's a learned response, right? Um, so it's like this fear that it's not going to work. And where does that fear land in the body? And how does that affect the healing process that you're trying to promote? Totally. And fear is so memorable for your body and mm. your mind, right? For a reason, right? Because fear is the run from the bear, right? And so it's life or death. That's yeah, really on it's some level. Yes, right. exactly. And on some level, it truly registers that way, right? And the way we are wired is a couple of things. One, we are wired that if we have a moment of like true fear to really be paying attention to that, right? So we're going to continue to reinforce that. And we also are wired to find things that support that type of bias. So to find, so say you have the belief of like, this just isn't going to work, right? Anything. Mm -hmm. And say, say you're trying to learn a new skill, right? You're trying to learn, I don't know, how to cook. You've never, you've never liked cooking. You're trying to learn how to cook, you know, meals for yourself. You're like trying to work up the mustard, you're getting into the kitchen, you're doing it some of the time, right? But there's a piece of you that's like, I'm never going to stick with this. Like, I haven't stuck with this in the past. Like, yeah, I, I feel better when I cook, but like, this is a lot of effort. I Do I have the time for this? Do I have the energy? Oh my God, grocery bills are going up. Oh my, like, right. Like all of these things, your brain is going to start to find things that support, right. This fear or this belief that something will not and cannot work. Mm-hmm. It's the ego. Mm-hmm. The ego jumps in and that it's that voice and The ego is here to protect us, to keep us from harm or upset and um, keep us feeling safe. So it jumps in and it comes up with all the reasons why this can't work. And then the body follows. (laughs) Totally. And do you think there are reasons why we have some of these thoughts kind of like implanted in our mind? I mean, in this example I shared, and I really relate to this, like there's this idea that for my client that like, she couldn't all the way heal or all the way feel better. And I really identify with that. There were times in my past where, especially when I was first, you know, stepping outside of the Western medicine box to take care of my health and my hormones, you know, I definitely had moments where I was like, this isn't going to work. This is this real. Is this holistic alternative stuff? Is it real? You know? And I was so indoctrinated by a society that, that believes Western medicine is it right. Is the only thing that I, I kind of definitely had to like deal with that, with that tension and that thought of like, okay, like everything I've been raised to believe that this is the only way to feel better. Right. And now I'm kind of inviting in these other ideas and I'm open ish. I'm Mm -hmm. open ish. Right. Mm -hmm. But there still was like a core belief that it still wasn't going to all the way work. right? Right. Yeah. And I wonder what other things you think can lead to us having like a core belief that really like 
gets in the way of us truly experiencing the change or the transformation we want to have. Yeah, I mean, I think it's complicated. And I think this goes into uh, really understanding the brain and um, the subconscious mind, which is where all the information that we've uh, through our lifetime is stored you know, is in the subconscious brain. It's things that we don't even realize we've experienced. So somewhere along the line, just to oversimplify this, and because this is where my understanding of it stops, right? Because mm -hmm. I don't study this. So it's just a thought on this. But um, in that instant, like tiny little messages throughout your lifetime are telling you the doctor is where I'm safe. That's where I mm -hmm. will survive. That's where, so the brain is taking notes constantly, feeding the information. It's like coding so that when, now when you go outside that as something else, it starts to go, hold on, this isn't what we, this is not the information we stored. Will we survive this way? I don't know. Quick, protect, protect, pr pr protect, you know, and then it comes out in this, in this, ooh, all right, I can do some of this, but is it really going to fully help? that doubt comes in doubt is another little branch of fear fear is a protector so you know i think that it's all very complicated where where these beliefs and thoughts come from well and i also think it also goes to this like core issue that we have which is that change is hard yeah and like change is meant to be hard by the way like again and that survival piece is like oh okay i've been doing this thing the way i've been doing it it takes a lot more energy for me to learn how to change this than to just keep doing what i've been doing so i'm going to keep doing what i've been doing right mm -hmm. and i think about how there's so much we are exposed to that our brain really registers it and can have like a personal experience with it even if it didn't happen to us right so like all the screens, right? Yep. Uh, rolling through social media, seeing all the like, you know, modified bodies, right? Watching TV, seeing violence, tons and tons of violence all the time. That's unnatural to what we would experience in any kind of realistic way in most of our day-to-day -day life, right? Like we're exposed to all of these visuals, all of these audio versions, all of these experiences that our body is registering in some way as having experienced that ourselves because we have an emotional response to it. Yeah. And so we add, I think we spend a lot of time adding more to this like load of doubt and negativity and fear than we do of our side of like positivity of, I can do it of discipline of motivation of all of these more kind of positive things. Yeah. I mean, there's so many layers to this, right? Because are we boosted in those positive places? Are we taught that we can, or are we taught that, no, it's going to be hard, you know, the messaging yeah. that comes through. Um, but I think that saying this makes it sound like, oh, there's no way out. And I think that there is, I think that we can reroute it. And I, I talk, I talk about it and think about it this way. We can reroute those thought process processes, right? When it comes out in the, in the sense of like, I don't, I don't know if I actually truly believe I can heal all the way with this, if that becomes so, okay. So now you're in, in the example of your client, she, she brought a level of awareness to it by being able to speak it out to you. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is the is the initial first step to altering that. Now she can reroute those thoughts. So when it comes up, oh, there's that thought again where I don't believe it. Here's how I can reroute it. Let me go back to, you know, the past experience recently where I did make these changes and they did work, where I am experiencing more health. And you connect in with that. And, and I think it's through that process that you start to reroute those thought patterns and teach your mind how to support you rather than protect you and bring fear into things. Totally. I mean, I think that's one strategy of a couple that are really valid here. And you described in part, at least what the process of like hypnosis is. Mm. So, um, I do hypnotherapy. I'm certified to do it. I'm just saying that to other people. So I'm not just talking out of my ass here. Like it's something I actually know about, (laughs) but one of the things with hypnotherapy in a situation like this, that you'll hear a lot from people is they'll say, well, I can't think of a last time where actually I was really successful and believed in this. I can't think of. So then, okay, we imagine a best case scenario. We start to connect with what it would feel like to be successful in that way. What it feel like to really have solved this health issue, right? How your life would be different. We literally try to like visualize it or hear it or go through one of the senses, right? To experience what it would be like to have this thing actually work right? Mm -hmm. Or have this change actually stick and how your life would be different. And it is a a rerouting of the thoughts, but it's also even more so uh, creating a new branch of thought, right? Like a new path of thought that your brain can go down instead of going down this reinforced and the example we're kind of giving like fear branch, right? Yeah. And so it can be really powerful, especially for people who feel like the rerouting, like they can't connect to a time when, right? Right, like, right. Yeah, but yeah, that's a like, good point because now we get to use this amazing um, part of our brain that we have, which is imagination. Totally. And you use that to put yourself in a state. What if you let yourself imagine complete success? Yes. And then you have to feel it. So that's the other part. We can't think our way in and think our way out. We have to think our way to the sensation. It has to be in the body. I agree with that. And this is where like, you know, I use a tool like hypnosis, but we also can use a tool of like, first of all, you can write. So you can write about like, what would it be like if, right? And then I do agree with you, like finding it in the body. So can we then take a moment to take some breaths and see where would we experience that? How would we experience that, right? Like what would it feel like, right? Because I think it's good to connect with that. So there's even that, right? But there also is another option, which is I think can be really helpful for our very logical people, right? People who are like, I'm so analytical, I am so logical. Like the idea that you're telling me, like, just feel this, like I cannot access that. Connect to that, right. Yes, I cannot connect to that. Or at least in this area, on this topic, I cannot connect to that. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I think can be really helpful is talk to the voice. Talk to the negative voice, right? Talk to it like it's, you know, it's the part of you because it is that's protecting you and defending you, right? So the thought comes up, oh, there's no way I can do this. I haven't done it in the past. Why would this be any different, right? Mm-hmm. So then the other side of the conversation is, wow, I really appreciate it and I know you're looking out for me. So thank you for doing that. And I hear your concern, right? I hear mm-hmm. I hear your concern. And 
I am really excited about this part of the process. I am feeling open to the possibility that this could be different, right? Like you don't need to go like pie in the sky with it and and have the voice that's like, there's no way this is going to work really all the way. You don't need to go all the way to the opposite extreme of like, I am completely healed and better and everything in my life is sunshine and roses, right? Like you don't need to go there. In fact, it can be detrimental to go there. So how do you instead bring yourself just a little bit closer to a more optimistic view of what the outcome could be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that makes a ton of sense. And it's really, how do you access this stuff? You know, it's something that we talk about often, I think. I know we talk about it a lot in the classes that I teach. It's like, you have to take moments with yourself, right? Um, Your client there had to have a moment with herself to realize, oh, this thought and this fear is coming up. So we don't, you know, if we don't pause and and have those moments with ourselves, then then that's the part of shining the light on it and bringing awareness forward. Oh, that's why that's coming up. Here it is. This is a great point because I think a lot of us, we busy ourselves in all kinds of weird ways that we don't need to busy ourselves. I mean, this is the, I'm guilty of this. This is the, you're watching a show and scrolling on your phone, right? Because God forbid, (laughs) right? You actually have a moment of being truly present when there's something going on with you. Right. So it's like, yeah, I agree. We need to be making sure that we're taking time to like quiet, take a breath. What do you notice? Because otherwise- the opportunity for these thoughts to come through and your awareness of these thoughts to come through is probably much lower. Right. Right. If we are not um, connecting with ourselves in some, in some way, I mean, I know for me, I, one of the things that's really important to me in the work that I do and how I offer movement is that there's a mindfulness component to it. Um, It's when I started to notice that when I was moving my body, it wasn't, I wasn't moving it 100% to take care of it. I was moving it to fix it. Right. Mm. And I think that this is probably something that most people can relate to. Like we've been taught that exercise is how to fix your body, how to make it be um, a more acceptable size, a more acceptable shape, a more acceptable texture. And um, it, that was drilled in and there, and it was really hard for me to show up for my body to care for it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is a huge difference because when we're moving our body and we want it to be well, our thoughts going into that need to support that. But if yes. our thoughts going into it of like, I had to fix these awful thighs. Now, what are we telling our thighs to be? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And the body listens, the body listens to what the mind tells it. So um, I think that our movement practices are a really wonderful opportunity to practice this, Mm -hmm. to come into it, to pause, to remind, like rerouting thoughts and saying, I am here to take care of, to love, to nurture, to support um, my body, my best self. Yeah, go ahead. This is one of the reasons I'm such a fan of like, slow down your workout, right? You don't need to do the crazy high intensity stuff for so many reasons, but also to your point, because 
if you work out and move your body with intention, you are almost strengthening this connection, right? Yes. It's, you know, we cannot change our brain with thoughts alone. I think I already said this. It has to be felt everywhere. That's how you carve this new pathway that we're talking about. Um, and so when we're moving the body with the thoughts that are supporting it, that's starting to change that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if you have any tips for someone who is in the throes of this, like this is really landing for them. And there's something in their life that they're like, wow, maybe I am blocking this from happening or making it harder or making it take longer. What would you say to them? Um, I think that I, first thing I would do is start writing it down. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the first thing. Um, write down what you're noticing. This is where, what I'd like to feel and I'm not feeling it. And I feel like it's never going to happen. I'm giving up, blah, 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 whatever it is, writing that all down, getting it out and seeing what comes up with that. The next step I would say is as you're doing that, maybe as you're rereading it back, see if you can feel where that lands in your body, where is there a sensation in your body as you're experiencing those thoughts. And that would be the first step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I love that. And I would even also add on to that of you'll, you'll notice like both of us have said writing and not like journal, the word journal just has like a whole other level to it. That is like, I don't know when I thought I had to journal, it never happened. When I accepted, I could just write it happened. So, right. Right. The other right. <laughs> um, so writing is a really powerful tool. And I even think in that kind of step you give, like truly write out all the negative thoughts, write them out, right? Get them out of you. Because mm-hmm. I think we hold on to these things sometimes, and it's the literal just holding on to it, right? Think about how I know sometimes I'm a verbal processor. Um, and so like literally just speaking out, sharing the thought so that it's not inside of me does create more space sometimes. So write it out, tell a friend, right? Like get it out of you so that it's not just circling inside of you. Right. I mean, that's transforming that energy from being inside you to out into something else. I would have to take a, a magic approach to this. If you do write out all the negative, I want you to burn that paper. I was just going to (laughs) say. Because I wholeheartedly believe in energy and we don't want that negative energy to stay. Yes, you just took it out. You put it out and then you're releasing it. And the best time to do that is during a full moon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you burn it and you burn it with the intention of like, I'm releasing this from myself. Does that mean it's gone forever? No. Our thoughts are repetitive. Our subconscious brain will keep, keep at it. It's genius at that, but it's that awareness that you have to transmute it, to send it on its way, to look at it and make the, set the intention to let it become something else. Mm -hmm. That burning does that, right? It changes it. It shifts it into another thing, quite literally, but also metaphorically and energetically. 
Or if you don't want to burn or don't have things to burn, rip it up, right? Rip it up, throw it out. You right? can rip it like, up. You can bury it. Yep. Just set the intention with it that I am ridding myself of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I hope that people have gotten like something useful from this. And I think our intention in this conversation was really to remind people how powerful their mind is. And so I'm curious with that. We've talked a lot about like, if you're having the thoughts that are blocking you and that you can have thoughts that are blocking you, what about if somebody wants to just cultivate more positivity so that they can have more belief in themselves, more belief in what they're doing, more um, momentum, right? To make changes they want to make. What would you say to that? Well, I think that it's always easier to simplify with those things. So, you know, if the root of that, we talked about the root of the blocking is fear. The root of that is joy and love. It's the root of that is gratitude. And so it's pausing and allowing yourself to connect in with, this is how I always say it the energy and the frequency of gratitude, of love. And how do you do that? I It's the same process. This is how I usually lead people in class is that we're going to pause here and connect in with gratitude. So take a moment to think about something you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. You already have gratitude inside of you. You have felt it before. It's there. You just have to refine it, reconnect to it. And it's through the mind. Now we know what we were grateful for. We connect with one, just one thing. It doesn't have to be every single thing you're grateful for. It's just enough to create that connection. Now you breathe with that connection. Let's say I'm grateful for my dog. And then you start to feel that, oh, I'm so grateful because my dog makes me happy. My dog greets me in the morning. I love when my dog is on my lap. Oh, my dog looks so happy when, when she runs and you start to elevate. Now you feel your frequency elevating when you're connecting with that. So it's, it's, really to me, it's about elevating to that state by first connecting in with it and then using the breath and, and your mind to feel that sensation, allow it to start to expand, locate it in the body. Like when you do connect in with the energy of gratitude, where do you feel that in your body? Can you pinpoint it? It's okay. If you can't at first, if you're not used to this embodied type of work or somatic type of work, but Um, Start to see where it is in your body. And if there's a a sensation to it, a warmth or a tingle or a flutter or some sort of sensation there and just feel into that. And to me, that's where, how we bring that connection together. You can do the same with love. You could do the same with joy. And to me, that is how you then can approach. How can I invite more of this into this part of my life? How can I bring more space and freedom more gratitude for what I already have into my health journey in the case of your, of your client. And to me, that helps break you through that. Yeah, I agree with that. And I just want to say to add on to that is like, if somebody tries any of those examples, just truly like you don't need to modify what comes up. Right. So if you think about like what, what brings you gratitude or what, has you feeling love or loved like it sometimes may be something that seems less significant like I'll give the example sometimes to people of like is it your morning coffee 
right? Like I say that one a lot too. Right. And it might seem so insignificant, right? But it doesn't matter because it's all about the feeling and your body really, really does not know the difference between the gratitude it would feel for the cup of coffee and the gratitude it would feel for the dog if both of them truly bring you that feeling. I totally agree. And in fact, I typically emphasize for people because I think that it's really important that we connect to those small little things. And I feel like those are the ones that do it for you. Those are the ones that get you there. It's so to take that pressure off of like a gratitude practice or connect with love of thinking of making sure you get, well, I love, well, of course it's my kids. We already know that, right? You already know that pick the little things. It's the, when I first climb into bed at night, Ooh, I love that. Ooh, I love when I just get my car washed, silly, stupid things like that, that they're truly not silly and stupid because those are the little pockets of enchantment Mm -hmm. and sparkle in your life is those little things that you feel that for. And that Mm -hmm. really elevates it. So it makes it so much easier because you could be like, I just like when I brush my hair. Right. Okay. Gratitude for that or love for that. And and, and the sillier, the better, because you now feel a little silly and you're in your spirit and your energy is already elevated with that in and of itself. So I love that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with that, what are you a yes for today? <laughs> I'm a yes for shining the light on those places, like allowing space for the awareness to happen. Like my life changed when I became aware that my thoughts were beating my body up mm-hmm. instead of supporting it. Mm-hmm. And so that awareness alone is the pivotal point. So I'm a yes for that. I am hmm. a yes for normalizing that we all have these thoughts. Like we all have thoughts that can get in the way of the things that we want, right? The change that we want. So that is very normal. So if somebody is listening and experiencing that and feeling like, oh my gosh, maybe my mind is getting the way, getting in the way, right? But like, it's something we all experience. So I want to normalize that. And then I am also a yes for, I haven't done in a while, like sit down and think about, you know, some of the potentially lighter things that I am grateful for. So I'm going to do that. I love that. Where can people find you? Check me out on Instagram and TikTok. Jen moves you the letter U. And I want to give a shout out to you, your link in bio on Instagram. You have just released a freebie. That is so cool. Yeah. I have a free video. It's six minutes long. It incorporates the breath, a little mindfulness and some movement that immediately changes any pain and tension you're feeling in your upper shoulders and neck area. Yeah, this is no joke. I, I five out of five stars recommend people do this. It's so simple. You'll be like, yeah. that's so silly, but it's so simple. Then you can do it and, exactly. then, you, and then you get the results. So that's exactly. free in there. Yeah. Yep. And you can find me at Marissa Faye Wellness on TikTok, on Instagram. You can check out my DIY hormone and gut healing course at balancedhormoneblueprint.com. And you can learn more about working one-on-one with me at marissafaye.com. All right, y'all. Okay. Peace out. Mm-hmm.